0: What is up, guys? This is Podcast 419, and we are all about unpacking what it means for us to make and send disciples who love and live like Jesus. And in order to do that, we are having conversations about the highs and lows of doing life
1: together. There is no conversation too big, no topic that is off the table. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your week. Let's jump into this episode. today in the podcast studio. We got him back. We can't get rid of him. We got Josh Potet up in this studio. What is up, Josh? What's going on, guys? I'm stoked to be here. So
0: stoked that I'm just never going to leave. I'm yours forever, Brian. I'm a part of this podcast. I'm planting my flag in this place. I am good to go. Let's do this thing.
1: You are here to stay. Some people are going to be excited. Some people, maybe not so much. I won't tell you who. That's hurtful. But <laughs> all that being on. said, Terry Langenberg in the studio We got a third person breaking all the rules Terry, what is up?
2: Thanks for inviting me, Brian Yes, I'm Terry Langenberg I'm the executive pastor here at Life Church And I'm also yours and Josh's boss Yeah,
1: this is. we thought this was the best idea that we could do Is bring our boss on
2: Yeah, I mean, if, if we
1: go down, we go down together Together Fellowship of suffering Let's go It's like a ship we're gonna sink or swim, which you know what really can do that is money. Money can really make us sink or swim because it is such a divisive topic even in the lives of students and young adults where if you handle it well, you can really set yourself up for success, but if you don't, It can really, really hurt you, which is why, Terry, we wanted to
2: bring you on to talk all things about the bands. Yes. So part of my uh, role here at Life Church is to manage the budget and the finances. And so I'm excited about the opportunity to be here and talk about my... Are you excited? Not really, but yes,
1: (laughs) I am. That's awesome. I love that. I I appreciate your honesty. You're welcome. I really do.
0: Uh, and also just the courage to step out and do this—that's that's incredible. And as we dive into this idea of spending, I think that uh, there's a mentality that exists in young adults, adults, like everybody. Like money is just a huge uh, like asset, but it also can be a huge stumbling block. And I know that that a wrestling for me when I was first like making money as a young adult for the first time ever was okay. So how do I spend my money? Like what do I do? And in my mindset, and I don't know if you guys can relate or not, but mine was very much. I've earned it. It's mine. It's mine to spend, and so I'm going to go ahead and just spend it on me because I didn't have a significant other or a kid or anything else to worry about. And so it was, it was mine to play with. Was that similar for you guys, or was it a little bit different?
2: Yeah. So for me, I got married uh, when I was 20, and so uh, like
0: 80 years
2: that ago? was a long time oh ago. My. And uh, a dad at 21, and so I had to learn how to manage money because it wasn't just me. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to be able to pay my bills and not only provide, but also to be able to care for my spouse and my child well, so.
1: Yeah, there's there's really that dimension that comes into play with like, oh, it's my money, like I'm gonna spend it the way I want it, when you bring other people into your life. Um, and so, really having that mentality of, what's well, my money, I get to spend it, is something that I didn't know before I got married, uh, and I got married at 22, and so really being able to understand, how do I... How do I account for another individual? And how do I treat my money like it's not just mine?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was not my story. So and I was sharing earlier, like, <laughs> yeah. I went, this was my mindset. So I got a good job when I was younger, uh, young adult, good sales job, making more money than I ever thought was possible for, for somebody my age. And so I was like, hey, here's what I'm gonna do. I've earned this money, it's mine. And so I'm going to buy my dream car. And I'm going to finance my dream car because I couldn't buy yeah. it outright. And so Classic. was was spending $500 a month on my, this my, my. Jeep Wrangler. It's crazy. Now, it, listen, it was it had like chrome on the sides. It was it black. Should it have. Was, Did it make you
1: dinner too? Because that's for $500 <laughs> a month. It needs to.
0: It was a delight, and it was very expensive. And I, looking back, like, and I know you guys have already voiced it, uh, incredibly unwise decision, right? Like, this is not like $500 a month for a depreciating asset like that. It's a lot. uh, Like, the Bible doesn't talk about Jeep Wranglers, but I think that we know where where it stands. Uh, So the the question for me, though, is where's the line? So where does wisdom meet money? And how do I discern um, how I should spend my money?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, when we talk about our beliefs as a follower of Christ, being Christians... We have all kinds of idols and uh, that we have to battle, and uh, the Word says that uh, we're not supposed to put anything in front of God as an idol. And so, uh, so going back to your question, um, is how much is too much to be spending on what? And so, uh, what spending is going towards the Kingdom and towards God's purposes for, versus what's going to yourself? And so, uh, I know the Scripture talks about where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And so uh, I think it's a constant battle uh, about what we spend on ourselves for our own personal gain versus what we do for others or for God's kingdom.
1: Yeah, and it really begins at like a heart level and a thought level, right? Because in your question, you said, how should I spend my money? And as in in a Christian perspective, um, which we, we choose to present here because we're all Christians here understanding that that money really isn't mine, but it's God's. Right. Like we are stewards of this money that we are able to use on this earth. And so how, how do we spend his money? So thinking about it, if someone were to give you money right now and said, hey, you can keep 90% of this, um, but I just want 10% of it back. You would say, that's a sweet deal. Like I love that uh, because really it's not your money. And so if someone else gave you something, how would you, how would you be responsible with that money.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a huge stewardship issue, right? This this is what we're talking about is if I am given the resources by God is what we believe, uh, then I'm just a steward of those resources. They aren't mine. Uh, and so that's the shift that had to happen in me, like and that was why I no longer own well partly cuz I got married and my wife was like you need to get this is this has got to go. This is a problem. The Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, and, $500 a month. part of it is like there had to be a heart shift in me of just like recognizing, hey, these aren't mine like this money isn't like it's a gift Mm -hmm. and i need to be a steward and i even love how you kind of mentioned because there's so many different aspects of this topic right there's there's spending there's debt there's you even mentioned like giving 10 Mm percent like there's all these different components and so one thing that i struggled with uh was debt like I was like, man, I get money for free, was my mindset. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, this credit card is awesome. And yeah. so many students like do the same thing. And so what did that look like for you guys as you were navigating that?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, like I said, getting married young uh, incurred debt. Um, incurred debt from my spouse and myself for student debt that we carried into the marriage. And so I think there's good debt and there's bad debt. Uh, and, uh, when we talk about is debt wrong, uh, it depends on what the debt is being used for, um, and whether or not we're good stewards of paying the debt back. And so, um, yeah, I think it's really difficult. And, uh, I know that students today and, you know, it, the cost of college is just incredible. It's astronomical. and it is
1: insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm a byproduct of it. Yeah, yeah and, aren't
2: and, we all? And so I, th- I think, you know, the good thing is, is that, uh, you know, they're pretty lenient about uh, the amount that you have to pay back and by when. But, um, yeah, I think uh, any debt that is not needed, uh, that's exorbitant, is something that needs to be questioned. Um, so are you going into debt on purpose? Credit card debt is a great example, just for your own wants, not needs. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: exactly Like, guys, yeah, the things that I spent. I mean, you guys know me. Like, it was was not good. Like, there was no wisdom involved. And so I would rack up this debt, and then I would just never pay it. And then I'd get some phone calls. And I, like, really kind of devastated my credit back then uh, that I had to, like, I've had to really work my way out of that uh, because I was incredibly unwise at a young age.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the the weird dichotomy that I'm in because I'm I'm still a young adult and I, I just got recently married and we're bringing in some debt into our marriage because of student loans, but also being a Christian, understanding that I'm supposed to give if if God this is this is your money, I'm supposed to give. Wouldn't it be unwise for me and my wife to be giving to the church if we're already in debt? Like that doesn't really seem smart, right?
0: Yeah, especially when your budget is tight, right? Like that's I think that's a really easy. Uh, trap to fall into is like hey i can't i can 't afford to give like i can't afford um, to give back to to God what he has given me uh, because i 'm just trying to survive here
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think for my experiences you know i didn't become born again until i was twenty eight so I already had been married and and divorced by twenty five and so uh, when I really started to learn who I was as a believer and um and my spiritual maturity began to grow. I knew that I needed to give back to God because He owns it all, and I just needed to start somewhere. You know, even if it was five dollars a week, uh, ten dollars a week, and continue to grow that. And I and I saw God bless me for that. And so uh, that's not why we give. We give out of obedience, um, not to be blessed. Um, but that's one of the byproducts of being obedient is the blessings that come from that. And so I think just starting somewhere, even if it's small. yeah, because it's it's more about it's more about the heart posture and not so
1: much the dollar amount. like I know in, in Christian circles they say ten percent, right but really the heart posture and saying like God, i'm I'm gonna give back what is yours so whether like you said if you're starting it's five dollars or whatever it looks like for you something that's a sacrifice and you saying like hey god since this is yours i want to give back to you
0: yeah i think the big piece for that though is is me really wrestling with the lord through that Mm -hmm. right like it's not just like hey i'm gonna just do this to check a box it's i'm gonna wrestle through that i remember when when jenny and i were first married this was a wrestling, because mm-hmm. we had never consistently given back to the church or really mm-hmm. to anyone. Uh, and there been be like one-offs and what, whatnot, but we had to really wrestle through, because we did, like, we were trying to figure out, how do we pay rent this month? Like, mm-hmm. how do we survive? How do yeah. we, like, just keep living in mm-hmm. this place? And and it was a huge conversation where we had to really wrestle back and forth and really kind of, like, bring this to the Lord and say, hey, God, like, we're gonna, we're trusting you um, like that, you have given us this. We're trusting you to to just be with us in this. Whether it means like we have to move, whether like changing our lifestyle, like we're, we're okay with that. Like we're we're not trusting you to to make us wealthy. Cause yeah. like I've heard I've heard phrases. I don't know if you guys are like um, where it's just like, hey, if I give this much, then God will like give me a bonus at the end of the year or something.
1: Yeah, like if if I win the lottery, I'm gonna give you like twenty percent, right? Like if you get that money, I'm gonna give it back.
0: Yeah, or or even just the other way of the expectation that like God, if I do this. You'll give me something about oh the and, return yeah and yeah and there's yeah. there's a reality like God says He will bless us for our generosity like it it's said it's in scripture it, He just doesn't say how mm-hmm. like and so so the the wrestling for me and Jenny had to be is a deeper relationship with Jesus worth the financial sacrifice and risk that came with giving generously in the way that God was calling us to because mm-hmm. God wasn't calling us to just give a a little bit like it was. It was a decent amount of money that was painful for us to give up. Yeah. Uh, What's neat is, and God doesn't always do it this way, right? Like we're saying, like, he will bless us. That's a promise. Uh, But how he chooses to bless us, like, he has kind of control over that sovereignty. But for us, I remember it was like one of the first months we had started giving consistently. And I was away with the army. And everything went bad, y'all. Like, like literally, the dog got sick. It was like a $700 bill. The car broke down. We found out, like, her, uh, Jenny's dad's cancer was back. Like, all this stuff is going down. I'm not even with my wife. I'm, like, breaking down in the barracks, like, yeah. by myself, because, like, I'm a, I'm a tough infantryman. Like, <laughs> like I got of looked up. And I remember I got a call from the guy who was discipling me. And he was like, hey, I want you to know that we showed up at your house and we took care of it. Wow. And like awesome. our community had rallied around us and financially supported us in a way that we couldn't ourselves. And, wow! And yes, it was it was the people, but God was using those people yeah. um, to keep us afloat in a time where like it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And and again, God doesn't have to do it that way, but that is one way that He for sure blessed us in our generosity.
1: Yeah, and even thinking about like a situation like that, I know in young adults and in students, the natural inclination is to say, "Hey, like I'm I'm going to figure this out on my own. I'm going to grind, I'm going to hustle to try to get the money that I need so I'm not in debt or so I can pay these things off." So talking about that, like is is the grinding culture, is the hustle culture where you're working three or four jobs just to try to make that bread, trying to get that bag, is that a bad thing?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, my comments on that would be the, the motivation behind it. You know, what, why are you wanting to work that hard if, if it's just to accumulate money so that you can retire at age 30? Is that the, the motivation? Um, I, I can see if you, if you, for me, I had a family. And, and so there were times where I had to work two jobs. Um, and, and maybe that's for a season uh, that you need to pay some debt. Uh, or to provide at that period of time if you're single uh, and you have that time, I just see where does God fit into that? And how much time are you spending uh, in kingdom um, mindset versus I'm um, about accumulating wealth for myself?
0: yeah, there's this there's this interesting pride uh, that exists. and I think it exists all over the place, but especially in young adults that I had. I was super guilty of it is I, I had like six jobs and i would let everybody know. Like i was like man, i'm working six jobs like yeah. i can barely breathe. I'm yeah. I'm working so hard like i'm trying to make money, trying to stay and get what i want. Mm-hmm. And i think that there's this this pride that's tied to it or at least there was for me where it was like i was proud of how much I was working because there's that mentality just here in America, right? Like of just like, hey, we are going to work, work, work. Like that's what we're. How many songs are about that? Like it's yeah. it's all about that. And the reality is, I had to make a shift in what I prioritize most. Mm-hmm. Um, is money important? Yes. Like we need money to be able to survive and to thrive in a lot of ways. Uh, is money on my top five most important things? No. Not shouldn't at all. be yeah not at yeah. all i mean if i brought that mentality into my marriage how would my marriage be doing not too great yeah no um so i i think that that's the wrestling that i've seen is like hey hey hustle 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 And it's like no no no, no. like I, even I, I heard this uh, not too long ago but jesus was an incredible incredibly busy man but he was never hurried like you didn't see him rushing anywhere yeah. Like he wasn't going like and he wasn't telling, "Hey man, I've been to all these places, I've done all these things." No, like I see him going to heal a man's daughter who is sick. Right? And he's on the way and some lady who's been sick for for 12 years pulls on his cloak, cloak and and he stops. Like, if I was that dad, I'd be like, hold on, you don't stop right now. Like, my daughter is sick. She's dying. We, we've got places to go. We're busy. Like, we've got things to do. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was like, no, 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 I'm not going to hurry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and I'm going to talk to this lady. He said, hey, I, I felt power go out of me. Like, who touched my cloak? And he addresses it. And, and there's just an emotional healing that happens when Jesus Jesus addresses this lady. Uh, and then he he goes on to to heal the daughter who actually dies, right? Like, and then he brings her back. And so the whole point of that is Jesus wasn't rushing around. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't hustle. Like, hustle culture wasn't a thing for him. Jesus was like, no, 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 I'm going to be intentional where I am. I'm going to be where my feet are. I'm going to be present. Uh, and I think that, like, God's glory shows up in that. Because uh, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I hustle, um, the thing that gets hustled out of my heart is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then I look like a totally different dude.
1: Yeah. Like I think about it, Matthew six twenty four says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And so trying to have both of those things, you know, like you can only really be chasing after one. Um, and so as Christians, we want to be chasing after God. We really want to have that relationship. And there's a wisdom about having people and being in community and being in discipleship relationships to have people who are wise and can point you to that.
0: Yeah, I think that the neat part is the budget that I use today was actually built by the guy who discipled me. Come on, and so what wow. he did was that's he awesome. shared his budget with me, which is baffling, right? We don't do that here. He shared it with me, and I took all of his information out and I put my put numbers wow. in, and, and, and like that's literally the budget that Jenny and I still use today. That's awesome. So I mean, discipleship, man. There you go. It's Get it's your money live, together.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, and it's what we live and we breathe. And so Terry. If there are individuals, if there's people who are listening to this and they need some more resources, or they want to learn more about what they can do with their money, how they can be smarter financially? Because it is it is a biblical conversation, right? And so what what resources would you give them?
2: Yeah, I think Dan, Dave Ramsey's um, Financial Peace University, uh, that that's fantastic. Um, so I highly re- recommend that. I also I, I love the what Josh just said about being in relationships. So who do you know that you trust that actually is doing it? You know, find somebody that's doing it well. Um, obviously, you can go to financial advisors. Uh, you can hire financial advisors that will help you. But um, for us believers, I would want a Christian uh, person, male mm-hmm. or female, who's good at uh, handling money that would guide me. And so, yeah, I would look for people like that.
1: Yeah. And that's really cool, the way that the, the body of Christ is set up, that we have those relationships with one another to really speak into each other's lives and even talk about some of the things that are uncomfortable
0: yeah because I, I think topics like this are so uh taboo.
1: yeah they stray away like, from it yeah,
0: yeah don't don't talk about this like can't talk or about like my parenting. salary like parenting is a big one of just like, hey, don't tell me how to parent my kid. I'm like, please help me like if you if you raised a kid, help me do this like yeah. Yeah. there's so many things that the world says hey, do not talk about this and I think that's the cool function of this podcast is we're gonna say, hey, no, 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 we we are going to talk about this, and we're going to encourage you not just to listen to it, but to go ahead and dive into the relationships that God's already put in front of you so that you can talk about them too and really personalize these things that
1: that the world tells us we should just bury and hide. Yeah, and we are so excited to continue having these conversations. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We got some more great stuff coming at you soon. We'll catch you next week. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcast 419. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out on our website, podcast419.com.